Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 142 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of December 27th, 2022. Our last one for calendar 2022. Coming up on today's episode, the Walt Disney World Railroad has returned. Chef Mickey's is going back to a buffet. Characters are returning to Cinderella's Royal Table. And on our main segment, we continue our Top 5 in 5 series. This is the Circus 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. New Walt Disney World ticket cards are debuting with the 50th anniversary designs being um, retired. These new character designs for the um, hard plastic tickets are now um, available. The new designs have solid color backgrounds with Walt Disney World and the most magical place on earth in white um, at the top. So they are uh, available characters are Mickey Mouse, Tinkerbell, Miguel, or as Aiden says, Miguel, Elsa, <laughs> Simba, Chewbacca, Tiana, Moana, Woody, and Nemo. I, I kind of like them, actually. I like the new designs. Yeah, oh, I have no problem with them either. My one question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, so I'm I'm sorry for throwing this out the, out to you on our on our show instead of in a different uh, at a different time. Will there be a different pass holder card the way there was in the past, the yellow background with the pass holder logo? Um, yeah, because what did we get with the we had 50th anniversary designs for the this last, which are the same as any ticket media now. Right. Yeah, I would imagine the I mean, the 50th is clearly going to be retired. So there's going to be some sort of new um, tickets, but I don't know what the um, new ones are. I still don't understand why we have to go and, and renew them and, per, you know, like at a ticket booth before we can actually enter. But that's really kind of just beside the point. But are you, to, are you probably going to be a voucher thing that you buy? I don't have to do that because I just continue to keep rolling with the Florida resident um, annual pass. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. It's just, I find it so bizarre to me. Like, if you have a renewal, you know when my expiration date is. But <laughs> Fair. Nevertheless, um, yeah, I, I actually think these are kind of cool, the designs. Which is nice because... In the past, I don't know, two years, Jamie, when Disney's rolled out new things, you and I have been like, meh, meh, meh. So it's nice to say, oh, these look kind of nice. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not, you know, okay. Oh, they had the gold statues for the pass holder cards. I was trying to think of what they um, let us know. Oh, wait, Donna. Uh, guest relations at Magic Kingdom also let us know that the, this is from WDWNT, that the 23-24 AP card is the same golden fab 50 Mickey Mouse as last year. Hmm. Interesting. So guess what I learned on Christmas Eve? 10 times 2 is 20. <laughs> Gerald likes the new style animation and thinks they're ridiculous for ripping on it all the time. Oh. <sighs> I don't know how I, we may have to have him on the show just to, to settle up this nonsense, but <laughs> I, I mean, Gerald, so Gerald, you're officially invited. <laughs> yeah. Gerald goofy looks like a crack dealer. I, I mean, come on. That is the worst looking goofy. I've, he looks strung out. 
Gerald, that's indefensible. I don't even know what to say to that. I'm so embarrassed for you. Guy offered him one of, because obviously as a cast member, he doesn't get the AP magnets, even though he's a huge Disney fan. So I offered him one of our extra magnets. He's like, oh, yeah, because you don't like the animation anyway. So that's how the conversation started. You know what? You need to take back those those magnets. He actually left it here. So I'll have to give it to him next time I see him. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Well, <laughs> on that note, let's uh, chug along. To, about uh, one of Gerald's favorite things, shall we? Sure. I said chug along. Chug along. Well done. Okay. So I cannot tell you, Jamie, how excited I am that as we're sitting here recording the last episode of our show for 2022, this is the first time since our show started. Episode number 100 and what, 43 is this? 42. Wait for it. Okay. So episode 142 of the show. This is the first time we can say the train is, is operating at Magic Kingdom. Wow, yeah. That's a crazy statement. Well, it's and I mean it's even long like it's even way past that because we oh, started in, in March um, of twenty twenty. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I, I was showing I said to Aiden, you know, oh, you know, the railroad is back at Magic Kingdom and he goes Anthony does not remember it at all, but because of where we live, we always pass by where the, the, the train barnyard, whatever it's called, where the trains and the monorails live, live <laughs> as if they're alive, uh, where they're housed. Um, where they eat, socialize, and play poker. Exactly, with the other trains and monorails, like exactly. the little trains and monorails. Because <laughs> clearly it's like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway so he knows that they exist we've shown him pictures he's seen the train stations obviously because we go constantly whenever we go on splash mountain we would like point out to him the frontierland station and as we saw them laying the track there we talk about that or even on people mover we talk about you know the train laying the track we have a walt disney world train set for him in a box in my closet and whenever he asked about hey when, when can we put the train out i don't need more crap on my floor I'm like okay we'll celebrate when the train opens we'll when the steam train opens it at magic kingdom we'll put out your train set so as soon as i told him hey buddy the train's open he was like oh, we get to put out the train set i was like not with all the christmas stuff out good try and there's already a train around your christmas tree yeah you know what else is funny and i i it, i mean i knew of knew it but didn't necessarily think of it it's also the first time in 40 years that train well I should, shouldn't say that because they did open it for a little bit, but the train station itself, you could even just go up the stairs because mm -hmm. that was, I mean, for a time you could look at the trains, I think for a, right. period of a few months. Um, so that's where I, I misspoke slightly, but for the vast majority of the last four years, like they had that stairs roped off for whatever reason. But, um, and, and one thing in, you know, I, I do like to be fair when when we critique Disney and, and point out things that I think they're doing well. We should also point out that um, they recorded an entire new narration and tried to create a new character. Um, I haven't done this in person, but I, I did watch a lot of, of videos of it. And I think they did a good job with the narration. And I also really enjoyed the narration that they did on uh, the new narration for the people mover. I think there's some cool Easter eggs and, and they at least tried. I um, miss Roz though. That was one I'm surprised they didn't keep that. I was very surprised by that on the people mover. Um, 
that would probably be my one small if I was critiquing that. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not certainly not the end of the world. Um, and I do think they did a really good job on the, the new narration with from what I've heard. And you know what, Jamie, we should add, um, we just said it was open. It opened December 23rd of this year and operating hours have been 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. So, of course, as soon as we officially found it, it was open. I went in and I made park pass reservations for January 1st, which is when our blockout lifts uh, for the Magic Kingdom. I can't guarantee we're going to go over because pictures I've seen wait times that are posted are just unreal astronomical which is why i don't typically mind that we're blocked out of the park this time of year um but we'll see i might i might suck it up and go over just to do the steam train yeah no i i would definitely agree with that that's glad to see it back you know we'll add that to our our crystal ball um you know updates and uh it's it's like a, a weight has been lifted like the railroad is back the first time since we started recording the show during the pandemic. The train is open. Yeah. So very cool. Speaking of something else that has been back that was not back. (laughs) (laughs) Reopening. um, Chef Mickey's character dining will return to a buffet. Um, This buffet, which has been family style since, um, since it reopened. Mm -hmm. Um, it will be um, returning to the buffet on March 1st um, of 2023. Character Dining returned to the restaurant in 2020 um, when sort of dis- distancing requirements um, were lifted. So we don't know if the food will stay the same as the current family-style menus or if they're going to change um, the menu upon the buffet's return. But the buffet coming back March 1st, 2023. Jamie, I'll tell you something. We've done dinner there twice and breakfast there once since it's been family style. We actually had friends with us who are, I don't want to say, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't want to go as far as saying foodies, but they are, they're from New York. They like their food a certain way and they're not afraid to say like, eh, this wasn't that good or hey, this was really, the, the phrase I always use, oh, this is really nice. And if, if one of our friends says, these two people go, oh, this is nice. Like, you know, they, they really liked it. That's a compliment from them and they went with us on october 1st 2021 for the 50th anniversary we were at mk and they came with us to dinner at chef mickey's that night that night jamie the salmon was excellent the sides were so good everything was was on point and over and over again they were like oh my gosh this is so nice we had no idea we thought this we were just gonna be paying like for anthony to see the characters we didn't think that the food would be as good as it is so we liked it so much that we then did it again with my parents August this year and the breakfast. I mean, it's hard to mess up breakfast, I think. So the family style breakfast is, you know, neither here nor there for me versus a buffet, but they did such a nice job with the family style dinner. I'm a little bit worried that when it goes back to buffet, the food quality is going to go down. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definite possibility. Um, We did it family style once. I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of when that was. That may have been like August of 21, maybe. Um, and I thought it was okay. It wasn't really, I think it was kind of there. Like I, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. You know, it was kind of, you know, love the character interaction. I think that that's the primary re- reason why people go there. Um, 
So, but I'm I'm surprised you haven't yet mentioned the the thing that you wanted to mention about buffets returning. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> funny story. I had booked Trails End for my family for um, December 30th, so that way we could see the campgrounds because the campgrounds are always decorated so nicely by folks staying there for for Christmas, all the lights and everything like that, and they'll still be up. I'm quite certain. Um, on New Year's Eve Eve. So I grabbed that reservation thinking, oh my gosh, the first time, Jamie, that we actually ate there was with you guys many, many moons ago when Aiden was a baby and Anthony was really little too. Um, and we loved, I remember Anthony and Aiden both went to town on the applesauce, which was like the chunky applesauce. They both loved that. Um, Anthony certainly ate the mac and cheese. I know Aiden couldn't have at, the, at that point, but Anthony housed the, the mac and cheese. And we all had such a great meal that we went back then with my parents, not that, that long afterward, we have not been there since the reopening. And for some reason in my pea brain, I thought it was back to buffet until earlier this evening. My mom said, Oh, Donna, how much is trails end? You know, I'll grab a, a gift card out of the safe. So I pulled up the, the website to pull the price. And I was like, he's still listed as family style. <laughs> so I sent a quick text to my mom and I was like, uh, my bad, just want you guys to know it's family style. still looks good, but just not exactly what we were expecting. Um, so that led me to, of course, text Jamie and say, hey, I thought Charles had went back to a buffet. And he goes, nope, still family style. So at some point in time, Jamie, I don't think it's like a, I, I don't believe at all it's a whole episode but maybe if next week we have like a lighter housekeeping week maybe we can just run down a list of either restaurants that haven't reopened or restaurants that are former buffets still serving family style It'd just be kind of interesting yeah um and the fried chicken they did put back on the the family style menu there that was off for a while but i think what's even more interesting is i let you go with that entire story that was not what i was talking about <laughs> what are we talking about there was something you wanted me to admit on air about buffets oh my gosh how did i forget thank you for jogging my memory this is the second pea brain moment tonight apparently um so jamie said something to me via text message and i freaked out and said oh my gosh i am making you admit this on the show because you busted my chops for years about this hollywood and vine go for it um yeah we ate there december um the characters were phenomenal um really i mean top notch um and i don't think that was ever really a question um you know whether it's it's the uh, disney junior characters in the morning or or um you know, minis, whatever season it is um, <laughs> at night, uh, at lunch and, and dinner, I should say. Um, I think they're very good. Um, the food I thought was always kind of questionable, but I will say um, they have returned to a buffet. Whew, I think for a few months, at, at least. At yes. This point, Donna, right. Yeah. Um, over the summer. That's down I think about August. August. Okay. Um, so we had not done the buffet. Uh, since it returned except because you always called it what hollywood and slime um, uh -huh. always how terrible it was and how you can't yeah. believe i ate there every year and what's wrong with you I didn't go that far. um i will say we all thought the food was outstanding the last time we went it was very very good um you know and it was a few weeks ago early december we were there um so i have to say no hollywood and vine um, I, I would like to see consistency. Th that, that's my only thing. Like, and that's 
I, for our personal experiences there, it's always been like the Achilles heel. One time Val and I went there the first time we've ever been, it was awesome. Then the next time it was garbage. Like we were embarrassed to bring people there. Um, so I would, I would like to go back a couple of times and see that consistency. But I will say for that one time we went, food was very, very good. And everybody thought so. So you apologize for calling it Hollywood and slime? Not yet. I, like I said, I want to see consistency for that one moment in time, that one night. It was quite good. You know what, Jamie? You can't get your knickers all in a twist because I'm the one that had to remind you to bring this up. Eat moo. <laughs> All right. Um, let's slide on over to Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. The Lava Pool Water Slide will be closing for refurbishment in January of 2023. Typical for, um, you know, pool-based, water-based things to go down for refurbishment in the colder months. I don't think, I know almost positive this won't happen, but man. Oh, actually, I, I misspoke. It's the slide that will be closed. Correct. Um, so I, I did misspeak there. Um, but man, I, would, I don't think this is happening. I would love for that slide to be completely replaced because that is so uncomfortable. Have you ever gone down that slide? No. Oh, man. It's like, it felt like... Every, like you feel the seams? Every four feet, I felt like I was being punched by something. It was so bad. There's a body slide at Typhoon Lagoon that I feel like that with. Yeah, yeah. Typhoon Lagoon's notorious for that as well. Um, okay. Because I, I, I don't know when the last time they replaced slides was. Um, but, yeah, I, it was really, really brutal. Um do you know what else is really, really brutal? That you stole my story and I had to reopen your story for number five because you just did number four. Did I do Chef Mickey's? My bad. <laughs> yep. You were so Sorry. excited about sliding into the fourth uh, story that you just I, kept talking. Yeah. Eh, well. That's all right. I get the better story anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So wrapping up news for this week, we get to tell you that finally, 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 the princesses are going to be turning as full-on character dining at Cinderella's Royal Table, but not until February 28th, 2023. So this was announced, Jamie, with enough time to give people the opportunity 60-plus days out to make the decision if they were going to include this as part of their, their um, dining reservations when booking their, their own property stays at 60 plus length of stay, uh, which that was nice because that was something that you and I were wondering about as far as uh, rodeo roundup goes, you know, when an announcement might be made for that, um, which this, this announcement doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that, but hopefully this is the direction they're going to be going with giving folks, you know, that lead time. Um, yep. But not until February 28th, 2023, will for the same price you've been paying since it reopened, will you get to have the full on princess experience instead of meeting only Cinderella in the lobby? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad for that. I, I My advice to people would be skip this, go to Acroshoes at Epcot. Well, especially uh, because you said you had such a good experience there. Yeah, it was amazing. Food out there is, Donna, you run, don't walk. 
yeah, I have to go to that restaurant. What did um, Aiden think, though? Because I don't know that and- Andrew Andrews like the princesses. Let's be serious. I don't know how Anthony would feel about the princesses. He more of a Jasmine or a Snow White kind of guy. Did we show you the picture of the one Jasmine Cinderella's royal table? No. Oh, Andrew, Andrew will send you a He literally is pausing his video game right now to send it to you. It's that good. Oh, man. I can't wait to... She had her summer outfit on, and um, let's just say <gasps> I she was... Okay. She was <laughs> That's talented. why you just say that. Yes, I remember that now. You can still send it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to put it in the show notes. But... <laughs> Uh, I was going to need to post this on the Facebook page, except for the fact that I'd be slightly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, but you were going to ask about Aiden? Yeah. He, we had, um, up until we left, like, we kept threatening Peyton that if she didn't take her naps, like, she wasn't going to, you know, we we called Aurora because she's Sleeping Beauty, so she knows all uh-huh. about her naps. And we said, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to eat with the princesses. Like, the first couple times i said that like aiden was devastated <gasps> oh <laughs> I, I said, buddy we're just trying to get her to take her naps it's not a big deal don't worry about it just play along and he got it after that but his him interacting with the princesses was i, I my mind was blown like up and talking to them and you know this is my sister and you know we did this and this and this today okay. no he was phenomenal and they were their interactions with Aiden and Peyton were on par. I mean, so well done. Um, so yeah, I, I I would say that it for you guys absolutely go. The the food is so good. Okay, I will say obviously the nod to Cinderella's royal table as far as the aesthetics go. Um, have you you were in for like the for the, the lounge the mm-hmm. lounge thing. Um, I thought it was, I was stunned at how pretty that restaurant is. Like, it looks like you're stepping in, you know, granted, it's much more, I think, open and, and I don't want to use the word regal, but I, yeah, kind of at Cinderella's Royal Table. And if, if you get a window, kind of stained glass, stained glass. Yeah. Um, I don't think it blows it out of the water though. Okay. I, I will say that. Like, I think if, if Acre Shoes wasn't so divided like was what i kind of noticed like a lot of smaller sections i think it would be more on on par with that kind of grand feeling um that you would get inside of cinderella's royal table so um there was one other point i was going to say about that but i think i lost it well par for the course yeah well yeah well yeah so but yeah i'm glad to see them back Uh, i just think people could spend better money elsewhere i've never really heard great thing i've only eaten there once and and we really didn't have a desire to go back we've done it twice once was for my birthday and once was for our friend kira's birthday um because of a request i really wanted to go and she really wanted to go um we have not taken anthony mostly because he doesn't know that there's a restaurant in there so he doesn't know to ask yeah you know, it was originally uh, not called Cinderella's. It was originally named after the like the father. Oh, like the carousel? Yeah, no, because that's Prince Charming's carousel. Sir, oh, Sir I thought for Stephen? some reason that was interesting. 
Something like that. I'll, I'll look that up and we'll update it after the show. I want to say it was Sir Steve. Maybe I'm making that up, but I know it was Sir <laughs> Andrew's just rattling off random names. Sir this, Sir that, Sir this, because he's very helpful. No, who was it? Stefan, right? Not That's Steven? It. Yes, Stefan. Stefan's royal table or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, so. Nevertheless, King Stefan's Banquet Hall. That was the name of it. There you go. So, there you go. Fun fact for very, everybody. Very Sorry. important to add that in. <laughs> All right, Donna. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be back with our latest top five in five. And we are back with week three of our top five in five series. Donna, I think I have to give you credit for this week's topic. Yes, and this when you explain to our listeners the the whole premise here, this will tell you just how long ago I text you with this idea. Okay, so the top five this week is what we would do to, I think we use the term fix, mm-hmm. which is clearly very loose because I don't know if, <laughs> if a lot of this um, would really fix all of the problems at Walt Disney World. But if we won $1.1 billion, what would we do to fix and I, I stayed with World. Is, is that the case for you as well? I did. And this came to be because that was what the Powerball uh, was currently sitting at, $1.1 billion. So, of course, Andrew and I went and bought a couple tickets. And I made a, you know, off the, the cusp comment to Andrew about like, oh, with $1.1 billion, think about all the things you could fix at Disney. And I was like, whoa, things you could fix at Disney with that kind of money. That would be fun to talk about. Yeah. And, and see, that's an interesting thing. Um because when I was trying to com- compile my list, like I-, I had all these like super grandiose ideas. And then I'm like, I think I heard that Harmonious cost like 400 million or something. Right. Outrageous. So I'm like, we couldn't build a fifth gate with $1 billion. That's for darn sure. Okay, Donna. Oh, God. <laughs> did you put that? I did. Is one of them. Jamie, you couldn't build a fifth gate with a billion dollars. Uh, well, no, because I'm trying to think of what they sunk into, like, DCA was originally built. Disney California Adventure cost. I'm pretty sure that originally was not. I'm... And it was how long ago and to horrible, 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 horrible lack of acclaim. <clears throat> True. All right. Well, anyways, all right. I'll, I'll go. I'll be able to build that out. So <laughs> you would um, start the park for one billion. You would get yeah. a lot of loan. All right. Well, evidently, I have to change my order because um, that made my one list. Um, I have five and an honorable mention. I believe you are the same as well. I do. So why don't we? Why don't we just start with you defending your building a fifth gate with a billion dollars? I can't wait. Okay, I wanted to be more specific, um, and this was mentioned at D23, that whole, you know, what lies beyond Frontierland concept. I think they need to expand Tragic Kingdom, which is colloquially known as, um, into the Fifth Gate, in that 
I think it's such a home run idea to do a villain's dedicated park that it kills me that it hasn't come to fruition yet. And I think a fifth gate solves a ton of Disney's problems. Mm -hmm. Overcrowding in the park. You can't continually add hotel room after resort after resort after resort. And then your biggest guest complaint being the, the parks are too crowded. And your only way as of right now to fix that problem is to astronomically raise the price. Which they have been doing. Which they have been doing, which clearly also isn't working. So with that in mind, the only other way that you could actually solve the park um, uh, overcrowded problem is to add capacity, either via attractions or an entirely new fifth gate. Now, I'm not going to get into the argument of, you know, that means we need more cast members and, and you know, a worker shortage. I'm not going to – that's not the point. But I, I think that, you know, Tragic Kingdom or Villains, you know, Kingdom, whatever you want to call that as a fifth gate, I would put a billion dollars into that idea and flesh it out over time. You know, because, there, you know, there's only so much buildable land at this point at Walt Disney World that it doesn't have to be the size of Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know, it could be a current footprint of Hollywood Studios. It's still a fifth gate. You get an extra day, you know, or two potentially for people to be out there. You know, have three lands, a centralized hub, if you're going to do the hub and spoke, and then build it out over the years. So you would start your park with your billion? It, yeah, I would. Well, and, and, and also keep in mind, you know, we look at. Oh, you know what, Donna? I take it back. It wasn't Harmonious. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. That's where okay. I, what I heard. It was from converting Universe of Energy to Guardians of the Galaxy was, was $450 million. Now, we're not con, you know, keeping a structure and changing all that out, which I would imagine if Disney would go back in the past, they would just raz the building and it would probably be right. cheaper. So a new build might actually save them money. So I, I want to clarify that it, it wasn't harmonious. It was um, Guardians okay. from Universe of Energy that where I got that figure from. Okay. So my list, you know what? I should have asked you this, Jamie. Was yours in any sort of order? Um, just as they came to me and that um, Tragic Kingdom was number one. Okay, so I will give you one that I won't say is on par with an entire new fifth gate, but I think it's up there. Ready for this one? Oof. All right, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, because I was doing figures on, on what the cost of like Disneyland Paris was. It's a little higher than I thought. <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> higher. Go ahead. So they desperately need more capacity. You just set this up for me brilliantly. What one space did they used to have that would eat people up on a fairly regular basis? They closed it, they reopened it, and flopped, and now the building is just sitting there. God, take your pick. Wonders of life. 
Discovery Island had people, River Country. Disney I mean, Quest. Bad. NBA Experience Building. I want them to overhaul that space and make it a quality indoor attraction that could serve as a very real alternative to a traditional park day. So whether that is Disney Quest 2.0 or whether it's Pixar um, Play Zone or whatever in the world they want to do, use those five levels of space at your premier shopping, dining, entertainment district draw more people to Disney Springs, which would benefit them too, and use the flipping space. Now that they have that new Disney Cirque show right there, it kills me that Disney Quest was allowed to be run down to the extent that it was, and that their solution was, oh, we're going we're gonna to make this NBA experience, and that it was awful from every single review I heard of it. Well, you know what? I, as you were talking, two ideas came to mind that I think would work. One kind of similar to like they have on the wish almost like that increda zone um you know with the giant inflatables like a uh, activity type zone i think that's sure. a cool idea or rip off what universal just did and come up with escape rooms they're super yeah. popular right now i think that would fit that space really well but escape rooms are 60 minutes i want something that would take a solid half a day to do Yeah. An alternative to a fifth gate, because I really don't think with a billion dollars you could pull off a fifth gate. Whereas I think with a billion dollars you could repurpose that space and Disney Quest 2.0 it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could. So that's my thought. Again, not truly a fifth gate, but on par with like, you know, the water parks being a fifth gate or the way Disney Quest used to be, you know. Uh, another option and something else to entice people to get the water park water (laughs) water parks and more option yeah yeah because i was also going to say another option could be rebuild another river country but i don't know if they need a third water park I don't think they do. And that's why I really stand by like days like like these past couple of days, Jamie, that have been bitter cold. And I know that you're going to argue bitter cold is what you guys had, but it's been so blessed cold. It was the coldest Christmas in 32 years here in Central Florida. We went below freezing two different nights in Central Florida. We had to cover our plants in Central Florida. Like crap, that does not happen. If they would have had a quality indoor attraction that held a ton of people at Springs, it would have been a mob scene. Right. Yeah, so the original cost to build, I mean, in, in that term of money, $400 million was Magic Kingdom. All right. So you probably couldn't do it for 1.1, but you can get started. There you go. Um, so, Donna, was that your honorable mention? That No, that was the one. I just thought that that partnered really well with you talking about building a fifth gate. I have okay. four others and an honorable mention. Okay. And my honorable mention is like a 30-second conversation. Okay, L- then let's go there. My honorable mention, um, and, and this would not, oh my God, if this cost a billion dollars, something would be seriously wrong. Um, but I think they should reopen an in-house run by them. He's going to say the same thing as me. Disney Magical Express and Luggage Delivery. That's my honorable mention. Bring back Magic Express slash Delivery. 
That, that yep. literally, H, literally, same exact honorable mention on both of our lists. Because yeah. as you said, nowhere near a billion dollars, but something that if the money was plentiful, I definitely throw some money at that. Yeah, and they don't have all that would. I, I, I'd imagine they'd probably have to do rent uh, of space at MCO, but you don't have to subcontract mirrors, right? You know, you, you're already doing. Or bringing back at some point, you know, minivan service, just get bus drivers to do it. I, I, I just, you know, and make it in-house. And obvi- I think this goes without saying for both of us, but it's included in your price of stay. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my honorable mention, too. So I'll just roll into another one for my list. Sure. So speaking of doing things in-house, you know what I would love to see them do? Okay. Create some sort of lbv construction company to oversee and run the projects and manage projects and everything else so that the blessed construction projects are completed faster i get so tired of of seeing you know the, the pass the buck pass the buck pass the buck responsibility when SeaWorld's cranking out attractions when universal Orlando's cranking out attractions walt disney world needs lake one of Vista construction everything needs to be in house within reason i know there's some things that are so specialty that they couldn't do but i mean they have their own machine shop they can make it just it makes me nuts how long projects take bring it in house yeah and i think with a billion dollars you could start that subsidiary of the company yeah getting things online faster no, I, I mean, you look at Tron, and obviously that's going on forever. And, and you know, we're, we're certainly being fair in that, you know, the, they're claiming the, you know, you had the, the pandemic issue. But everybody did it as, you you know, you make that point. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any disagreements or arguments there. Um, my next one... I think you can do both and still be under a billion dollars. Okay. You bring, excuse me, which I think is coming. So this hair of a cheat, but it's not in existence yet. A drone nighttime show to Epcot. Okay. And a, a fitting for animal kingdom world of color in the, the, the disco- what is the name of that body of water? Discovery River Lagoon? No. No, it's something else. And now you have rivers in my head, so I'm thinking Rivers America, and that's clearly the wrong part. What the crap is that called? Discovery River? Discovery... Well, the whole um... thing the river. What's the lagoon called? It may just be Discovery River. Animal Kingdom map. You're hurting my brain. I got it. Or maybe I don't. Um, okay, it is all just Discovery River, Donna. Okay. Um, but I think you could do a very good world of color type of show because you can't have the fireworks. We know that. And we're okay with that. But a, a world of color type show that fits with Animal Kingdom. I mean, the the um, original or what they ended up with rivers of light where they had the massive water screen. Mm-hmm. If they could fix that where it didn't totally collapse in the center, that was impressive. I yeah. Thought. Because the, the size of that screen 
to me was amazing. I mean, that's oh, really yeah. what was you know, so impressive to me about that. Um, but you get that with the world of color fountain arrays and some sort of, you know, ecological animal based message that isn't just a rehash of, you know, all Lion King and Tarzan <laughs> songs. I think that's a great idea for that park for nighttime shows. I'm not going to argue that. That's a good, that, that's something I did not think about, but is a really good use of that money. Um, the next one on my list, Jamie, I would actually be shocked and you're going to be appalled if it's not on your own list. All right. I think I have one, but go ahead. Expand the Skyliner transportation system. Wasn't the one that I was thinking of, but I wrote connect and I was actually real specific with mine and not to jump on over yours, but I said, connect all non magic kingdom parks and resorts with the Skyliner system. Cause I just, I don't know how aesthetically it would look if you had like massive gondolas going from TTC to magic kingdom. Um, so I, I wouldn't I, care for that. I agree. Yeah. I, I think um, that's why I said like all non magic kingdom parks connected to each other. Um, via the skyliner yeah i didn't go that far because to be quite honest with you i didn't know how far the 1.1 billion would take you but i would expand it to the max of that budget we've talked this is not going to be news to anyone who's listened to any of our shows before we love that transportation system um and all that it brings to the park the the ease of transportation how comfortable the cabins are a whole nine yards i would love to see that expanded and i would certainly throw the 1.1 billion at that yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely agree. I, I think if I was going to do it now, I'd probably loop like Animal Kingdom to the All-Stars and throw in Blizzard Beach, something like that. Or I'd go the complete eastern side of property and do like Saratoga, Old Key with Disney Springs would be, I think, and Typhoon Lagoon, obviously. I think that those are probably the two most logical places for expansion the only thing that that would i think would be tough and animal kingdom you could loop in coronado springs i think would be a good idea as well yes on that that western side um is how then could you loop it into the current system or would it not be worthwhile to do that so interesting but no i I, I have it on my list so two Um, left james i have one i have two yes all right. So, should I do my one that I think is so blatantly obvious that they need to do and money needs to be thrown at? I'm going to surprise that I'll, I will be surprised if we don't match this because this is what I thought you were going to say previously. So, go ahead. I would fix all of the non working features of attractions, clean and do paint touch ups as needed. So, some examples would be fixing the Disco Yeti finally. Painting um, the ride cues, like in Slinky Dog Dash, that are so, so, so scraped up or stickers are on or whatever else. And Jamie, before we started recording tonight, you sent me a lovely picture of the Small World boats that are black on the outside from a simple lack of routine maintenance cleaning that devalues the park and and makes you feel, I think you said it makes you feel like you're at Six Flags instead of at Walt Disney World. And that sucks because one of the things that 
always set Walt Disney World aside from other parks was the cleanliness feature. You know, the fact that there wasn't garbage hanging out of garbage cans the way we've seen. That, and I know that this is not necessarily the most popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it, that cast members did have, you know, no visible tattoos showing that they had well-groomed hair and, you know, traditional makeup on and things like that, that really set Walt Disney World apart from other theme parks. And they're losing that. And if $1.1 billion is available to help kind of stop the hemorrhaging and fix some of these mistakes, I mean, I know they're never, they can't ever, you and I have said this, go back to, you have to cover the tattoos, you have to do this, that, and the other thing. That's, that's gone we can kiss that that goodbye that once they've gone that route that I don't think they can ever go back, but they certainly can go back to expectations of there's not going to be brawling in our theme parks. There's going to be clean bathrooms. There's going to be clean walkways. You're going to be kind to each other. Things are going to, to work the way they're supposed to work because I really think it's all cyclical. Yeah. You, you charge a premium price. You better be offering a premium product. Um, and over the last several years, that's clearly been in a decline. Um, and, and it was really something I think that was super um, apparent during the Eisner era of the Disney difference um, that I think, you know, over the past. And I, I'm not going to put it all on Chapek because I think part of it, you know, fell under under Iger's purview as CEO. Um which conveniently was also when JPEG was in charge of the parks. Um, so I, th- I think that started the decline as well, but it was definitely, you know, forefront, um, front and center when Eisner was in charge. Um, not what I had, though, even though I totally agree. Huh, interesting. Okay. I was going to toss $1.1 billion and buy an entire new fleet of monorails. Well done. Because I am so tired of the duct tape and spit and, ooh, we put in new interiors to our monorails that fall apart, literally. I, I just, it drives me crazy. It, it's, it's so iconic. And you know what? If you want to, and this is why I, I had the differentiation between um, Magic Kingdom parks and resorts and with the, the Skyliner system. You can make that, you know, that's the premier, you know, your deluxe properties, your, your best of the best are connected on the monorail. Then have the best monorail possible. You know, yeah. That's how you get from Magic Kingdom to Epcot. That's how you get from the Polynesian to Magic Kingdom. That's what you do. It's got to be the best. It's so funny that that did not even enter into my mind because, Jamie, I can't tell you the last time I've been on a monorail. It's really been so long. Anthony has never, to to my memory, taken the monorail from TTC to Epcot, which I used to love doing that. But now I'm like, oh, God, what if it breaks down halfway and you're stuck for two hours? I would rather walk from TTC to Magic Kingdom. I have to be dead honest with you. I would rather do the walk. I, I just... Or we've really done the last several times that we've we've parked at, at Magic Kingdom lot the TTC. We've taken the ferry. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't know what would be quicker. I think it's quicker. It's obviously quicker probably to do the express monorail, but I just don't have a desire. 
So, a lot of people, small space, yeah. Yeah, enclosed. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I have one more and you still have one more. Why don't you go ahead and finish your list? I really like this one. So while I didn't number my list, I did consciously save this one until last because I think you're going to like it too. Okay. So in the past, the Atlanta Braves did spring training at the Wide World of Sports Complex on property. A couple years ago, they stopped. They went to, um, Andrew, where did they go? He's making a face. Somewhere. (laughs) Thanks. That was helpful. Somewhere on the Gulf Coast where a lot of the other teams. Tampa, didn't they? That's Gulf Coast. I think. Yeah. I mean, because that's where most of the other teams are. Let's be honest. Um, so they moved because most everyone that they were playing was over there. So, um, because of damage from Hurricane Ian, the Tampa Bay Rays, instead of, um, training, sorry, computer falling, um, where they had been doing the spring training have decided to do at least the early part of their spring training back here at wide world of sports, which of course caused me to squeak with joy because I would love to see some spring training games essentially in my backyard instead of having to travel two plus hours to Clearwater, an hour and 20 minutes to Lakeland. I mean, nothing's super, super close. Um, So I would use that $1.1 billion to update the fields, the stadium, whatever needs to happen to entice a major league baseball team to commit to doing their full spring training um, program at Wide World of Sports. You know what? I would take that $1.1 billion. I could buy you a team. Bring a Andrew and I Major talked about that. Andrew and I talked about that, and we weren't sure about that. Because we even talked about, like, could they buy, like, a soccer team or whatever and just have them play at Wide World of Sports? And we ran numbers, and we didn't think we could. If you had to build a stadium as well, you mean? It's just buying a team, can you? Oh, I think a billion dollars could buy a team. I don't even think. Yeah, there's only certain teams that are worth that uh, that much money. Give, give me your phone. Andrew's saying absolutely not. Give me your phone and let me read it to Jamie. No, check out the Forbes list. Their, their valuation on professional sports teams. The Braves are worth two point something, Bill. Andrew, where else do I look? Where were you looking at? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to buy the Braves, but I mean, what's a crap team that you could move? Uh, uh, Yankees could, are $6 billion, Dodgers are days. 4 I'm scrolling. I'm going lower. Okay, so the cheaper ones are, okay, Miami Marlins are just under a billion. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Rays, 1.1 bill. So I guess you could, we could buy the Tampa Bay Rays for 1.1 bill. Yeah, you, could, you probably couldn't do the stadium as well, but I'm, tr- yeah, I mean, the Oakland A's, are not worth i mean of course it goes to the the most valuable teams i'm on the forbes list but yeah you could definitely buy a major league baseball team for a billion dollars so there you go issue but yeah um no i like that yeah um so let me end my last one and this was a bit of a cheat for something that i'd like to talk to on it into doing it on the future in the future Add countries and attractions to Epcot. <laughs> you know what Andrew just said? No. Brazil. Brazil. 
Brazil. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, Brazil would be one, but I, I also would like to see because there's there's a, I mean they're using them up with that meet and greet in Norway that at this point almost isn't needed. Um, they used a, an expansion pad for Ratatouille, um, but. Go behind Japan. The original plan for Epcot, they were going to have a Mount Fuji roller coaster that was very similar to like the Matterhorn in Disney. Right. Phenomenal idea. Do you know why it never came to be? Um, I would imagine because of funding, because each country was funding their own country, but I don't know. Because of your little boy Figment. Oh, don't you blame Figment. Sponsored by Kodak, they didn't want Fuji in World Showcase. <laughs> All right. Um, but I think that's a really cool idea. You built the show building and the ride building for the boat ride in Germany. It's sitting there. Do something with it. Yeah. Add a Brazil with a steakhouse or a quick service or, or whatever. Um, so I would expand the footprint and capacity for Epcot with things to do other than eat or drink, because I, I don't know how much longer the, the that's going to be completely sustainable without adding some new um, attractions and the journey of water by Moana ain't it. Yeah. But Jamie, they've pumped attractions in there. Guardians, Remy, and then this journey of water thing. Like they, they are doing stuff there. When I first started selling yes, travel no, 11 though. years ago. You have to remember, though, Guardians replaced something. So they didn't add an attraction. They <laughs> added Remy. I'll give you that. But when I first started selling travel 11 years ago, and families would ask me, do I want to take my little kids to Epcot? I most of the time said, eh, you, that might be something that you could skip because there weren't a ton, especially World Showcase side, there were not a ton of things that interested kids. They would typically go in, do you know Mexico and do Norway and turn right back around. They wouldn't keep going. The more they're adding, the more they're drawing younger families. Now you're going at least, um, well, I guess you could, you could argue they would have done Maelstrom anyway, but it, the Frozen Ride is a draw that draws people there. The Remy Ride is a huge draw that draws people there. Whereas, you know, I used to say many moons ago, eh, you can skip Epcot. I would never tell a family with little kids to skip Epcot now. Except World Discovery has height restrictions on every attraction they have there. No. Living with the land, spaceship Earth. That's world nature. Oh, and God. I, I literally <laughs> hate <laughs> those stupid ass <laughs> moon names. World discovery would be Guardians of the Galaxy, height restriction. Mission space, height restriction. Test track, height restriction. Yeah, but go to the other side. Soren, height restriction. Living with the land, no height restriction. Figment, okay. no height restriction. Okay, so two to five. Remy, no height restriction. Yeah, but there's still going to be more. Frozen, Mexico, no height restrictions. But I still think, I mean, you look at the space and the footprint for Epcot. 
There should be more attractions at Epcot than there is Magic Kingdom. It's bigger. Yeah, but that lake takes up so much room. Lagoon, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I I mean, yeah, that's, that's a fair point, but still, I mean, you look at you look at walkable area, like guest access area, and if you did some crazy calculations with like square footage and things, kind of attractions, I would say there's more attractions at Animal Kingdom. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I would do. I think you need to add and expand Epcot, and I know they're not going to because of, like you said, this ridiculous project, but I mean, you, t- you look at the, that whole center spine. They're adding at this point a ton of trees. The Journey of Water, which is a walkthrough, I don't, I don't consider that an attraction because that's a splash pad. It's going to be pretty and nice, but it's a pad. Yeah. So, I don't know, but that's what I would do. Mount Fuji roller coaster, and it doesn't have to be like a ton of different things, but a, a roller coaster in Japan, Germany boat ride. Those could be cool additions that I think you could do for a billion. Sure. I mean, how much does a roller coaster cost? 400, 500 million with the mountain. There you go. So anyways, that's what I would do. That's what Donna would do. I think it was a good discussion. Per the usual, Jamie, per the usual. Mm-hmm. All right, Donna, why don't you go ahead and take us home? All righty. So, first of all, we need to say we hope that you and your family have a happy, healthy, wonderful uh, new year. We hope that you enjoy that time with your loved ones and, uh, I don't know, do something lucky on the first. My, my family always said you're supposed to eat ham on January 1st, so maybe go eat some ham. I don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah, we always pork, too. We always have like, yeah. roast pork. There you go. So go eat some hands and pork on the first. And, you know, we just, we wish you that wonderful, happy, healthy, prosperous 2023. Um, Next week, we are going to continue our top five and five with episode four. And this one is going to be one that can be both funny and heartfelt all at once. And that would be the top five things that we'd say to Mr. Walt Disney if we had a chance to do so. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.